Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Recorded live. Oh, the Westeros side is the best side. Uh, something like that. Hey, welcome to um, welcome to. Um, oh my gosh, I've forgotten the name of the whole show, man. I think it's. Um, I know what you did last winter. Our Game of Thrones recap presented by Brothers Comics. On the line tonight, I have two of my favorite. Uh, they're royals this week. Uh, they're not bastards. On the line tonight, it's the Sandman. Sandman, say what's happening. Hello, all you dirty Westeroses. How are y'all today? All right. And also on the line tonight, it's he goes by the Maester, but we haven't talked Maesters too much yet, so uh, it's Maester Beavis. Greetings, you filthy peasants. Yeah, that's right. Uh, now, as much as I struggle to remember the name of the podcast there, uh, this is our recap podcast for the Game of Thrones. We are walking all the way through episode by episode, season by season, all the way. Since the final season of the show is not going to air until 2019, Thank you, uh, Sophie Turner. Um, we got plenty of time to kind of get through some of these episodes. It was not an episode last week because we were just a little tired um, all around. So we are in season one, episode two, titled The King's Road. Now, after the pilot episode, uh, there's a lot going on. Um, but the pilot episode ends on Bran Stark getting pushed out the window by Jamie Lannister and it kind of he falls out of the window and fades to black. Now, something that you're going to notice as you're watching the show is we try to not spoil it as you watch through uh, listening to us and watching the episodes is something that the episode ends on, it rarely comes back to that the next week. You might have to wait a little bit yeah. um, for that thing to come back. And this episode is a pure of that because you see that kid fall out the window. You're like, oh, man, that's got to be the first thing that they're going to stop with. Slow. Nope your role. All right. So um, we start back in with the Dothraki. Now, please remember the Dothraki are the native, air quotations, of um, the Seven Kingdoms. Um, and there has been a marriage between the Dothraki king, uh, which is Khal Drago, and uh, Daenerys Targaryen, who is the daughter of the former king, the Mad King, uh, was it, Rhaegar Targaryen. Is that correct? Hey, you, are, you are dropping names like this guy I used to know. <laughs> it's true you taught me well young skywalker your, your name uh, game is on point tonight it is it is it must be all these drugs for this sickness all right so we she's actually we that's her did you say she was she's the she's like the brother sister of rhaegar yeah rhaegar was the brother i think uh Ares. Ares. Ares was the king yeah who was the Mad King then? The king. The Aerys Targaryen is the Mad King. Aerys Targaryen. Okay, okay. That's her father. See, I don't have it all together then. All right. 
So we start off with a scene with Daenerys and Jorah uh, of, Mo- of the Mormont or whatever. And he is, again, this is a relationship that you're going to see develop over time. She is going, he is going to become really her kind of trusted confidant. He is going to some somebody to her that um, will give out many Heisman poses. We'll leave it at that. Um, and so she's not really happy with her station in life. Uh, her brother Viserys has married her off to Cal Drago, and basically her life is existing of watching them frolic and fight and get raped. So how could she be happy, Brother David? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not so good. Uh, not so good at this point. And uh, this is still sort of early on in her transformation where, yeah, she's she's like this kind of like lost girl uh, that's really been thrown to the savages by her brother. Yeah. He's not a very nice brother. Oh, uh, she does me. She does have her happy place, though. That's the one thing like that gets her by. She just keeps looking at those eggs. That's her happy place. <laughs> Yeah, and we're I'm gonna come back to that. Um and there's also a, a moment between Viserys and um Jorah about how he explains really how Jorah has wound up out here in the in the sticks, so to speak. You know, as, as was raised as a, a, a royal himself, or not a royal but as a you know, as a lord himself. But he is somehow stuck out here in the in the boondocks. And this is basically because he got caught by Ned Stark. Was he trading slaves or buying slaves? What was that he, all about? He was selling, he sold some people into slavery. Okay. And and he took this route. He took this route as opposed to getting beheaded. Or going to the Night's Watch. Yeah, going to the Night's Watch. Okay. Which will become important later. All right. So, yeah, so that's the where it starts off. And like I said, Daenerys is not exactly um, happy with her. Uh, her stock in life, and it's going to begin. It's it's going to get better, but I have an issue with that altogether. All right. So then it shifts to another scene uh, at the end of the last episode. Bran falls out the window again. You're thinking, oh, we're going to deal with this soon, and you're kind of dealing with the outside portions of it. And the portion of this now is out by the stables. We get to see that Prince Joffrey is a bitch, um, <laughs> basically. He has not fulfilled his. He has not fulfilled his princely duties of going and offering his condolences to Lady Stark uh, for the boy falling out the window, and his uncle, Tyrion, is about to um, give him what did the five fingers say to the face? Uh, not, not one time, not two times, but three times. Uh, oh so, Sam, man, uh, Joppy gets bitch slapped three times by Tyrion. What did you think? Oh yeah, I think I texted y'all about this on the rewatch, and I, I had I completely missed this on the first time, and this is one of those little things like once you watch the series again that you appreciate so much more, and man, I mean, <laughs> oh my God, I, I I mean I stood up and cheered when I saw that man, <laughs> and I had no idea that you know, like I said I had completely forgotten about it from the first time I'd watched it, and I mean just yeah the three times across the face. <laughs> I love it. It was one too. I was yeah. like, Whoa. and I also <laughs> love like how the hounds like, whatever, just another day. You can bitch slap by somebody for running your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, and, 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 I mean, I love Tyrion so much more now, more than I already did. And I didn't think that was possible. So that was a wonderful yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, Joffrey's uh, reactions to it are priceless. He's like, <laughs> 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 he grabs his cheeky <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's a genius. Uh, but there is a line in there that you brought up the hound who was watching this incident occur you, that he tells him after he slaps him three times. He's not going to forget that little uh, little prince, little lord. He's not going to forget that. And, you know, Tyrion's like, oh, yeah, you know, he shouldn't, you know, whatever. But, like, Joffrey really doesn't forget it because yep. um, later on this yeah. becomes a huge issue between those two. I mean, an absolute huge issue. And, um, it, you know, that's a seed that's planted now that, you know, pays fruition, you know, much later on in, in later seasons. Um, so, yeah. So they leave from there. And, again, it's like, all right, well, what happened to the boy that fell out the window? Not so fast. We're, we're getting there. Just just hold your roll. <laughs> Um, we go to the Lannister family breakfast, and um, everybody's there. I love Tyrion's line. It's like, I want some of that bacon back on the side. <laughs> like, yeah. And beer. Bacon and beer, man. Like, Tyrion, early in the morning. And he just um, woke up in, like, the kennel. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, whatever his evening was, it ended up with him asleep in the kennel. He woke up, doled <laughs> out three bitch slaps, and now he's eating bacon and drinking beer. Yeah, uh, yeah. I need a T-shirt for that. Uh, basically, that's, that's how I want to live my every every day. Um, maybe stuff for the kennel part. Um, yeah. So he smacks. He gets over there, and then we have this little. This is the first time you see all three of them together. When they came to King's Landing, Jamie and Cersei were there as the king got off, but um, Tyrion was at the whorehouse. And so this is the first time. And then Tyrion meets Jamie at the whorehouse, or Jamie goes to the whorehouse to see Tyrion. But you don't see all three of them together. So this is the first time you see all three Lannister kids together. And you know, talk of the of Bran falling out the window is is there. And but there's there's a little bit of suspicion in the air about what happened. Jamie and Cersei trying to throw you know, hey, you know, you know, he's going to be a cripple. You might as well just kill him. Essentially, it's Jamie's uh, hesitation, <laughs> and they're like, well, I think he's actually going to live. You know, and you know, and there's looks between Jamie and Cersei because obviously they know what had happened, and um, yeah, and you know, uh, Tyrion's just kind of you know, eh, you know, whatever. You know, something's going to happen to him. Oh, by the way, I'm going to go to the wall for shit and giggles. Yeah, <laughs> it's basically. <laughs> You, you get know, the sense that Tyrion knows exactly what's happened, even at this point. Yeah, I kind of do, too. Maybe that they didn't necessarily get caught fucking and he pushed him out the window, but he knew something. They had something to do with it. I, I agree with that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's just or, like a really kind of... Or that the purpose of this conversation was to, for him to figure out whether they did have something to do with it. Yes. And yeah. something that will come up constantly, and it's actually in this episode, too, is that you see how smart Tyrion is. Like and people are continually underestimating because he's like an imp, you know, and that's a fatal flaw for a lot of people and his ability to get himself in and out of situations based on his smarts. Um, it kind of plays itself out over the course of the entire show. Um, so yeah, but one of his throwaway things there is he's actually going to go to the wall for fun, you know, because he wants to piss off the side of the world. Um, so he's going to go to the wall as people are making their way back to. Uh, King's Landing. Now, this episode is called The King's Road, which is um, the way that they're going to take go to go back to King's Landing where Ned, and as he goes to back to be the hand of the king, and then there's going to be a split off in the road, a fork in the road where um, Jon Snow and Benjen Stark are going to go to um, to the wall. Alright, so, yeah, so that's that. And now, this is where, and I, we were talking when we recorded the comic book store the other day, I was like, yeah, this is the, the uh, subtitle of this episode is Jon Snow says goodbye to everybody. 
um, because he really gets the chance to see everybody that he's that's important to him as he makes his way back. So first up on his uh, his good, goodbye list is um, Jamie Lannister, which is kind of weird. You, well, you skipped a pretty significant part. So I think Cersei, I Cersei yeah, go goes ahead, in to see to talk to uh, Caitlin Stark mm-hmm. and talk about the mother's mercy and how she prays for her son, and she talks about how she lost her first child, which was this yeah. brown-haired kid, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, right. So they they sort of bond. And yeah. you're like, uh, you know, your brother did push him out of a window, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that that brown haired kid line is um, very significant um, moving forward. Um, and it's also there, and I did have that in my notes. I'm sorry. And this is also a point where you see Cersei is manipulating this situation as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you think she's going there to be a, you know, hey, we're bonding as mothers. You know, this is you know, something that we can talk about and uh, I feel sorry for you, but in actuality, she's totally manipulating the situation and Caitlin feels it too. It's not like Caitlin is like, oh, you know, I really trust this lady and I think everything is right. Yeah, no, she understands and knows that this lady might be full of shit. Um, So, yeah. All right, yes, thank you. And I did have it there. I I apologize. All right, so first up, Jamie Lannister meets Jon Snow and he basically tells him, you're a dumbass for going through the wall, essentially. Um, He's like, yeah, I don't have any respect for the Night's Watch, the Oath, all of that stuff. I think it's stupid and, um, you know, piss off, essentially. Um, I think the irony, too, is, like, as the Kingsguard, he has to take vows where, like, he can't get married and stuff like that. I don't think there's any prohibition against sex and so stuff like that. But, I mean, and, he's, he's got to, he's got to, like, he's had to, he's given up his, his, uh, any rights he has to his ancestral home to be in the Kingsguard. So, right. you know, it's not right. like he's unfamiliar with those. Well, he, he, but he, does also, get a, he does get a Trump shake in here, too. A what? A Trump handshake. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a pull-in. Um, but also, it's been established, even in only episode one and into, like, 15 minutes of this one, um, Jamie has zero honor. Like, yeah. whatever oath he has taken is really going to be whatever he's going to do whatever he wants to do regardless i mean and that's been established very quickly um so yeah all right so he says yeah jamie lannister has a pro- uh he says whatever piss off go to the wall next up aria stark uh aria remember does not want to be a little princess she would much rather be like a knight if possible so he gives her her first sword uh and she nicknames it needle because every sword so has to have producer, a name is this where you developed your deep affection for aria that carries the <laughs> I didn't hate I I didn't hate her yet, um, <laughs> but it, it's coming soon. It's coming really soon. Uh, actually, really near the end of this episode is kind of when I started to dislike her uh, a little bit. Yeah, it yeah. didn't. It started quick. Uh, yeah, so she gets needle, um, and you see that his relationship with all the Stark children is pretty good. You know, with yeah. and with all the Starks, with one exception. <laughs> one really major <laughs> exception that somebody one that doesn't one. care for him. Yeah, one doesn't really care for him. And that would be Lady Caitlin Stark. And so when he goes to visit Bran to say goodbye, he you know he's telling him he wants to be there when he wakes up. And Lady Stark has been keeping vigil over her son, praying to the seven gods. Um, and there's just a tense exchange because she does not care for John at all. Um, anything from that scene you take from there, uh, Brother Beavis? 
Yeah, she was like, uh, he he comes in, she gives him the death look, and he's like, I just came to say goodbye. She's like, well, you did. Mountain, bitch. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, Ned walks in and has the sense not to really open his mouth because uh, yeah. that's not a conversation he's going to come out on top of. So, yeah. yeah, that's, you get, like, you know, you've only really seen Caitlin as this sort of dutiful mother and wife, and all of a sudden she's, like, got all this hate. And it's like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And as much as um, I was, it'll come out later on, I don't necessarily care for the character of Caitlin Stark. The actress that plays Caitlin Stark acts mm-hmm. the shit out of this stuff. I mean, she is incredible. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, she's an incredible actress where she plays this all. Um, so, yeah, that doesn't really work out. Um, and, yeah, I did have this there. <laughs> she's like, yeah, the last time you went off on a war with Robert, you came back with that motherfucker. So, um, <laughs> Why well, you got to bring that up? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you had a choice. He's, you know, Ned's like, you know, because he is the opposite of Jamie. He has all all kinds of honor. Like you didn't, I don't have a choice. Like you had a choice and you made your choice. You know, so go ahead and go do whatever you're gonna do with Robert. Essentially, you know, and while she stays there, and I don't know what kind of needle point, straw point, or whatever the, these seven guys apparently like. I don't know what they like, but so whatever she's doing to pray over Bran. Um, that's what she's going to do, and she's been there for days. So, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a very tense moment for 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 Ned and, and Caitlin. Then he goes and sees Rob. You know, we're brothers, and they hug it out. You know, that's pretty much it. Um, nothing there. And then later, on the way to the King's, at the King's Road, at the fork in the road, this is where he has his moment with his father, Ned Stark. And he's like, well, um, could you tell me about my mother? He's like, yeah, you know, when I see you next time, I'll talk to you about your mom. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, um, not now might be a really good time, you know, because I'm about to go to this place where I'm not really allowed to leave, and um, you know, might be a good time. Like, when next time I see you, son, you know, anything strike you weird about that, Sandman? Yeah, I mean, I remember rushing this the first time, and it's like, and saying, it's like, well. We know they're never going to talk again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean. They might as well say, like, Jim Breach hasn't missed a field goal all season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, they could not have telegraphed that any worse. That is like, yeah, and they never saw each other again. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's yeah. so bad. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, just thinking about it now, it was such a fateful time. It's like, oh, dude, just tell him. Tell him how you yeah. all this. But yeah, yeah. And you're talking about something that doesn't pay off for a long time here. Um, and there's no hug. No, I love you, Dad, and I'm very proud of you, son. Or You know, it's just like, all right, well, see you later. Have fun at the wall. Yeah, yeah. have fun at the wall with Uncle Benjamin. Now, here's the thing. All right. It's going to come up. Nobody has said to, to John, um, maybe the wall might suck. Nobody has said it to him. Like, it's going to come up. But nobody, he's raised as a lord. Nobody has said to him, hey, going to the wall maybe isn't necessarily the greatest thing. Cause and, how did he, talk, and how did he never take, a, like, a field trip, you know? Since <laughs> <laughs> it's that far, like, they yeah. could have made a field trip. They could have gone to Uncle Benjamin's for Thanksgiving one year. I mean, yeah. <laughs> exactly. How about take, take your little lord to work day? That never happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that never happened. So, it, it, 
Yeah, it's yeah. He should have known. Somebody should have been wise enough to tell him before he decided to do this. And he's so close to Benjamin that you would have thought that he told him that. Or I mean, that's Ned's yeah. brother. I mean, and I think he because he feels so unfulfilled because he is a bastard. Even though people, at least in the first episode, the only person that really reminds him continually of him being a bastard is Tyrion. But I mean, maybe he just feels like he's such an outsider that he has to do something else. I, I don't know. But um, not a great choice. Just overall, it's not a great choice. So, all right. So we're on to the king's and, room. And the, I guess the other thing I never thought about was, why does it have to be now? Like, oh, mm-hmm. maybe yeah. it would be good for you to hang out for a little bit until we figure out what's up with Bran. Oh, I always right. figured that. I always yeah. figured that he didn't feel like, um, um, what is it, a Winterfell was home to him. And Caitlin, oh. yeah, yeah, I, I, he felt like he was getting pushed out. She had damn sure didn't want him there. So yeah. I, I was, who knows, but I, that's what I thought. That's the perception I got out of. Yeah, I mean, he's just, it just, as an important character as he is, and I'm sure, you know, for story-wise or whatever, it just, he would, I don't know, man, somebody should have said something to him. Yeah. I mean, you're talking to all these people. Somebody had, had to have heard a story like, hey, I'm not sure if that's a really great idea. Maybe you shouldn't <laughs> go there. And it just didn't work out. So, yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, My next title uh, slide here is On the King's Road, Bad Shit Happens. So uh, (laughs) uh, from the first episode, it allegedly takes about 30 days to get from Winterfell to the King's Landing. Uh, That's what they said. It took him about 30 days to get there with all the royal guards and whatnot. So over 30 days and all these roads and whatnot, they have to make stops. Um so on one of these stops, there's a conversation between Ned and King Robert where they reminisce about, you know, the good old days. There's lots of talk about uh, Becky or Betsy with the big tits um, and, um, <laughs> um, and just all the things that they did the last time they got to hang out together and bring back a bastard. And King Robert tries to tell him, like, hey, man, we were at war. You didn't think he was coming home shit. You know, whatever. You know, that's how a lot of Vietnamese babies happen. And, but whatever. Um, so, um, <laughs> sorry. And so he, that you're having this conversation and then there's a writer, King Robert tells of the, of the writer that came in the night. All right, so let's do the travel of how c- communication happens. Okay. There's riders. And those are people that bring messages on the horses on top of the owls that bring messages with claws and shit. Right. Ravens. I think the owls are Harry Potter. Yeah. See? Yeah. See, I got him messed up. When does Voldemort start in this one? <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, which one's Baldur's Gate, brother? All right. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, so Robert, Robert. So the 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 writer came in the night with news that Daenerys Targaryen has married the king of the Dothraki, and they have formed a union to essentially come and try to take over the Iron Throne. Ned doesn't think this is a big deal because the Dothraki have never crossed the narrow sea. Uh, Robert thinks this is a big deal because a fucking Targaryen is looking to try to get the crown. And the last time <laughs> that that happened, nothing good happened. Right? Nothing good happened, yeah. Yeah, so they get into sort of an argument because he's like, you know, Ned's like, how are you going to kill like a 15-year-old child who's never done anything? And Robert's like, shit, hold my beer. I'm going to show you how I'm going to do it. He wasn't cool about it. He did no fucks about that. He was going to murder Yeah, he was like, she needs to die. Like, that can't happen <laughs> at all. 
Um, so th- there's there's this little bit of conflict for for these two over Daenerys. It came up in episode one, and then it's it's expanded here in episode two, and it's going to play itself out here over the course of the next few episodes. But then we go back to the Dothraki, and we have another uh, Daenerys rape scene, really. I mean, let's call it what it is. And this is a side little discussion here. You can see how some women, mostly women, but some dudes probably too, you can see how some people would have problems and dismiss this show because of the treatment of women. Wouldn't you say, Brother Beaver? Oh, absolutely. And that's that's really endemic to the science, really the science fiction fantasy genre in general. Um Abuse of women is usually a narrative construct that's wielded like a hammer in a lot of these stories. Mm-hmm. And the, and even how this one is going to play itself out because, yeah, the rape scene's bad and she's getting raped in front of the dragon eggs. So just keep that in mind as well. Um, a lot of times it's, it's you know the the women are perceived as strong when they behave like men, but yet they're mm-hmm. they fairly regularly on fairly regular intervals like stripped down again and, and made to feel weak. Yeah, yeah. it's it's I mean, not a good show for the depiction yeah. of women. No, it's not. And and then you can see how you know, you throw the baby out with the bathwater or whatever. It's like, you know what, I I think I might like this show, but I can't deal with that part of it. And I could totally get if somebody said that. Like I don't I don't like the you know, the misogyny of the show and the treatment of the women on the show. Like I would totally get that. So, but then, and this is going to come back up because now that she gets raped in front of the dragon eggs, you would think like after because we've seen her get raped twice now uh, in episode one and then in episode two as well, you would think that there would be already she's not happy about that, but you would think there would be some weirdly kind of hurt feelings by it, but it's going to play out differently, which I think is even more bullshit. But whatever. All right. So, but back on our way to the wall uh, at a stop that they have, um, Benjamin Stark picks up three new recruits. Um, <laughs> uh, three new recruits for the wall, and they're not—they were not raised as lords. One's a rapist, one's a thief, and I forget what the other one did. What does anybody remember? What the other one did? Uh, I think I think there was like two rapists and one thief, maybe. Murder, rape, murder, murder. murder. <laughs> you said rape twice. I like rape. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, so they picked him up, and then Tyrion and Jon have this conversation where Tyrion, at his smuggest, to say the least, um, explains to him that, uh, you know, essentially, nobody told you that going to the Wall and Night's Watch is, like, some straight-up bullshit. Yeah, it might be honorable, but it's not exactly the greatest people um, on the earth there. It's, it's a freaking penal colony, essentially. You know, it's South Africa. Yeah, it's South Africa and Australia. It, they are literally taking, like, people that they get that have done things and taking them there. And it's either you go to the wall or you die. And most people will take, you know, going to the wall because they don't want to be killed. And that's basically where John is going with that group of people. And he didn't know. And nobody told him. Not his bastard daddy, not his bastard uncle, not his brother. Nobody said to John that this is what this is. And he still hadn't even seen it yet. He's just hearing about it. And Tyrion is laying it out for him, like, on point. Like, yeah, this is what this is, and um, you signed up for it. You're a dumbass. <laughs> um, and, you know, and John's just playing it off, like, oh, you know, well, whatever, uh, <laughs> imp. And, you know, and he, you know, he calls him back to being a bastard, and he's just like, 
you know, he's telling him the truth. And it's like it's such a great scene between those two because, again, you see Tyrion, again, being kind of an asshole, uh, which he's good at too. And you see John's nativity as well about, you know, him really not knowing much about anything because he's coming from a sheltered life, especially compared to the rape, arson, murder, and rape dudes uh, that he are getting picked up with, which will become, you know, uh, important later on. It's a bit, I was watching this this time, too, and I was like, I was trying to pick up any clue that I knew the wall was bullshit before this scene, and I didn't know either. Yeah. Did you, Sandman? No. Um, it's just kind of uh, given to you over time, uh, like, that, yeah, the wall is probably not the greatest place in the world to be going. They kind of try to heap, like, honor, and uh, it's noble on top of it, but you keep hearing these bad things about it <laughs> again and again and again, especially the, the Lannisters, like, uh, Tyrion and uh, Jamie—they they, kind of uh, hold no bars, no bars on um, telling him, like, "Yeah, you're going to a place that sucks, man. <laughs> why, why would you want to go there and stuff?" And right. um, and so, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and you and you're kind of like you're thinking now. You're like, "Well, what the hell? What kind of place is this? You know, is it a prison?" Because that's mm-hmm. what it seems like when they when they talk about it. If you ask like fifteen people, so how's the wall? And they're like, Well, um <laughs> it's it's really noble. After a while you gotta go, hold up. Well, what are they <laughs> not telling me? Yeah, there has to be something here? going on. Yeah. But yeah, it's not it's not great and the people there are not great and it'll reveal itself especially a lot in episode three. Um and then we go back to the north to Winterfell. Um now, Lady Stark is as meeting with um, I don't is that is that a Maester, uh, yeah. the guy that comes in and talks to her. Okay, he's Maester who. Uh, I want to say Lewin, but I don't think that's right. I don't know what okay. his name is. Yeah. All right. Well, he comes to meet with her and is like, "Look, Ned's gone. You're queen of the North. Um, you need to like do all this queen shit and run She's this like, thing. You know, fuck the North. <laughs> hey, fuck your north, nigga. Um, <laughs> she's like, oh, I'm not doing any of this. I'm sitting here with my son or whatever. And then there's a disturbance out in the town. Everybody comes rushing to it. And when she comes back, there's a hooded assassin inside the room who's like, um, you're not supposed to be here. And there's a battle or a fight that ensues, a kerfuffle, I think is actually what my notes say. And she gets knocked down. Um, and as the assassin is going to kill Bran, uh, the dire wolf comes by and kills the would-be assassin. And you know, the you know the room is everything is turned upside down. And Lady Stark is definitely concerned now for sure. It gets her wheels turning, which will come up a little bit later in the episode. Um, but I mean, it's just a weird scene too. Um, you kind of saw it coming a little bit, like on a rewatch, and like, oh okay, like something's gonna happen with Bran, even though he's passed out here. And um, I, I kind of like that scene a little bit, and I don't really care for the dire wolves that much in the early parts of these shows. But what did you think of that one, Brother Beaver? Well, I think you know, for I mean, it's not like the first episode was not violent, but mm-hmm. the uh, the when she gets her hands cut <clears throat> open and yeah. the, the blood spurting out of the dude's neck, this is one of the first scenes where we're like, oh, this is gonna be <laughs> this, they're not they're not gonna shy away from gore in this. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, this is another thing. I mean, this another kind of scene that shows the you know her strength, um, mm-hmm. and it is a pretty solid throat rip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that yeah. wasn't playing. Yeah, it it and again, like I said, 
the in episode one ends on this thing with Bran, and you see him now. And you've seen him in a couple of scenes. He's not moving. He's unconscious or whatever. But you're looking for some sort of resolution to this, and they really keep like, okay, well, we're going to deal with this. No, nope, we're going to keep switching you all over the freaking the seven kingdoms here, and, you know, and back and forth. So you're waiting to be like, okay, when is this going to happen for me? I need to know what's going to happen. So you're like, oh, okay, this assassin thing's happened. They're going to deal with this now. Nope. Back off to freaking the Dothraki. And uh, I, my titled note here is Daenerys Learns How to Bone. Um, um, and this is where I had the problem with this. Okay, this is fifteen year old girl, so I think that's how they're playing her. She's young, whatever she is. She's been raped dramatically, and two two times that we've seen her on the freaking camera, as well as being lightweight pimped out by her brother. Um, so her her thought, like, okay, well, I know I've gotten raped and shit, and I hate my life here, and I see people eating up freaking raw hearts and bullshit like that. And, you know, all right, I'm going to make the best of it, so I'm going to learn how to, like, please my the king, my husband, or whatever. And it's like, what? <laughs> that's, that's that's how we're going to do this? Um, uh, it's, it's just bothersome a little bit. I mean, we're being freaking kind of too progressive of nerds or whatever. I know I get it, but, like, it's just, it, you could tell this shit was written by a dude, basically. Yeah. Like, yeah. no women were consulted at all when you were writing this. So, um. Uh, yeah, so she has these handmaidens, and she's like, um, you know, they're telling her stories about what happened to the dragons. And, you know, there's these theories that the people have about the dragons. And um, uh, like the other white girl, the other white lady is like, oh, you know, when I was working at the brothel or whatever, these dudes told me this about the dragons. And, you know, she's like, a brothel? Like, oh, you know, yeah, I was there since I was seven. It's like, what? And, you know, well, I didn't do nothing until I was 12. I was just like, what the? The show, and then you know she asked the other ones to leave, and you know essentially she's like, "Teach me how to please my husband," um, and it's like, "All right." <laughs> <laughs> it's such a weird scene. It's just like <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. You describe it for me, brother David. How do you describe this scene? That that that's exactly how it pans out. I mean, I guess the one thing you can say is Daenerys has pretty much been led against her will up to this point, and this is maybe the first time you see her, like, like she picks up on a fairly quick reference, starts to form this plan, and, you know, she, you know, you get to see, like, maybe there is something more, but her first plan, yeah, like you said, uh, I just need to please my man. That, yeah. yeah. Okay. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I would have thought my first plan would have been let me learn some Dothraki from these yeah, guys talking behind my back. Yep. Yeah. Because I know they talk about behind my, by my back. So, um, <laughs> but that wasn't her plan. So it is, yeah. It was written by a dude. Was the book any different in this regard? No. Nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> wow. Damn it. Damn it. Did the book. Did the book mention anything like, well, did she like just decide like uh, this was going to be her plan that she was going to try to seize power through him? And no, not him? at all. She, I, at this point, she's not trying to seize power. I mean, I think she's really trying to do her duty for Viserys to be king. And I don't, I don't you know, at, at this point, as wow. that's the plan. Wow. Okay. All right. uh, yeah, it's weird. Um, it's weird. You. Uh, and I think. And because, you know, again, we're we're telling this, we're watching, uh, we're pod- recording this 
and not trying to give a bunch of spoilers, you know, the payoff for her is great. You know, I mean, her character development over time is great. So they do, I guess, I don't know about fix this, but they do at least do a great job of, you know, building up her character. But she also makes really poor decisions about men, too, over time. Like, really poor. Um, So, I mean, nah. All right. I think the hard (laughs) part of it is, like, I've, in the books and the show, I've found that that half of the story is so much less compelling than the rest of it that it was always just like a delay to get back to the story I really wanted to read right, or see. Yeah. And there's also, I think, a portion of this, too, in the early parts of the show is like, yeah, you know, let's use this lady, whatever, and get some nudity and naked and sex in here to, you know, ramp that up. Because as the show goes on, yes, our favorite, the N-word, N-word. does get used a lot. It does. It gets used less and less frequently as the show goes on, um, which, you know, I mind and I don't mind. But, like, you know, I think in the early parts of this, they were really trying to, you know, get some buzz or whatever about that and get eyes to watch it that, you know, they might not have watched it before. All right. Right. So Daenerys learns how to bone. All right. Next scene, uh, my next note there, Caitlin Stark, CSI. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> Um, after uh, the would-be assassin, uh, she goes back <laughs> right. to the um, she goes back to the to the tower where Bran fell. Back to the crime and, scene. Back to the crime scene. Yep. <clears throat> what is this? Uh, and she finds some um, uh, some blonde hairs like oh, up on tables or whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, how hey, you find blonde hair in fucking hey, nigga? What? Okay. She needs so, to get some <laughs> semen samples. Get yeah. that DNA check. <laughs> <laughs> you know there's jizz everywhere. Yeah, that's also true. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. Dave Chappelle joke. Wait a minute. <laughs> leave my calling card. <laughs> the semen bandit is struck again. All right. So, <laughs> so she meets with her trusted group of advisors, which is um, there's a whole group of people that she's telling, essentially. Like, I think the Lannisters had something to do with what happened with Bran. I can't remember the group of people that are there. Is Rob there? I think it's Rob and Theon and the Maester, and then the other dude who's like <laughs> the king or the head of the army, the Starbuck okay. army. <clears throat> yeah, and so she tells them like I think the Lannisters had something to do with it, and one of them is like, oh yeah, well the blade of the assassin that they have, like it was made of Valerian steel, that ain't cheap. Okay, apparently that that's that's the high quality shit. So. They're like, well, it had to be somebody that had a, a little bit of money to them because there's Valerian steel. And so the only person that they could think that could have done that would be the Lannisters. Um, this will play itself out a little bit later on. All right. So we're like going back and forth, back and forth between uh, the Dothraki and back to uh, Winterfell. So we go back to the Dothraki and um, like the, 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 the be a hoe lessons worked out, basically. Because Cal comes in, he's like, oh, hard day at work, time to rape. <laughs> and um, <laughs> it's true. He comes into the hut, and he's like, well, I'm ready to rape. And she's like, no. He's like, bitch, I want a doggy style. I'm trying to rape. And <laughs> nope. Wow. I can't do it. It's true. I mean, what am I saying is not true. No, oh, you true. Because- I, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I mean, it's, and again, I'm like, you, you can't watch it any other way other than that because that's exactly what it is. And she's like, no, you know, no, and tells him no. As, as, 
it's really like almost like training the dog. You know, the dog pisses. You take the ro- newspaper and roll it up and hit him on the nose. I was waiting for that. No. And hit him in the nose. <laughs> and she's like, no, you know. And then she speaks Dothraki to him. I forget what she said to him, but it was like, you know, no, you're not going to rape me tonight? Maybe. Says, I don't tonight, know. I want to look upon your face or some shit. Oh, yeah. Thank you. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> he had to look up. But can I still do a doggy thing? Turn around and look at me. Um, so, French um, French so yeah, bitch. Don't <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, make me laugh. I'm call. <coughs> so yeah. So it. Cal says rape. She says no rape. He says, do I want to look you in the eyes, right? She speaks to Dr. Rocky. She pushes him down and rides him on top. And he's like, oh, well, I've never done this before. This is outstanding. And <laughs> that's it. And so now this nigga is Targaryen pussy whip completely. Like he's <laughs> completely gone now. There's no, there's no coming back. He's like a white girl rode me. He, he went back and told everybody out by the horses and shit. He's like, let me tell you something. Dog yourself. <laughs> Forget it. You've been missing out all these years. I'm done with doggy style. <laughs> oh, man. I'm done. So, yeah. Um, hold on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Don't get me started. Oh, my God, baby. It's like, I got to tell you, that white girl's a freak. It's like, man, listen. Face, I'm watching it right now. His face is pretty funny. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you doing up there. <laughs> oh, and then he like he does her move. I uh, like her she the rise up move that she used on the handmaiden. Like he does her move. Yeah, yeah. There you go. He was probably watching them when they were doing it. Probably. Yeah. Probably set the whole thing up. He's he like, Hey, did. uh can you talk to my girl? Uh <laughs> Doggy style is not really working out. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting kind of bored raping like that. So we figure out a different way we can rape. Yeah, it's terrible. All right. So, um, all right. So yes, yeah, so it's terrible. We apologize, but not really. All right. Um, all right, so back on the King's Road. All right. So my subtitle here is Joppy's um, flirt game is trash. Um, he's terrible. And Sansa is terrible. And as we start to wrap up this episode, there's just a bunch of terrible, well, nothing but terrible things happen in this whole, yep. like, scene from here. Everything that could go wrong completely goes wrong. As Joffy's trying to, you know, kind of flirt with Sansa to, you know, show his princely how he is and what kind of prince he is and his manliness, but he's really a and bitch. get her drunk. And get her drunk, yeah. And it's just like, yeah. you know, I mean, it's just not a good it's not a good look overall for anybody in this whole scene. And so as they're walking out in the field, they come upon Arya with uh, the butcher boy training out there to, you know, fight. Uh, they're using the just sticks. Micah. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. And so they're training there, and um, Joffy sees this, and he thinks it's ridiculous that the butcher boy and a, a, a little lady is out there doing, like, nightly types of things. And so he gets there, and he, you know, tells the butcher's boy, come on, fight me. He's using a Valerian steel blade, and this kid's using a stick. A and, stick. you know, yes, and it obviously doesn't work out. And he'd already, you know, kind of 
punked him a little bit anyway by cutting him on the face with his with his sword. And uh, Arya doesn't like it, and he goes after Arya. He gets Dire Wolf um, bit in the arm. Arya takes his his sword and throws it in the water. Now Sansa just screams, "No, no, stop! You're ruining everything!" To Arya, it's just a terrible, terrible scene. And nobody yeah. comes out looking good on this. I mean, seriously, Brother Beavis. Is, I mean, there's not a redeemable character in this entire scene, no. except the butcher's boy. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, Arya's not wrong, but right. she didn't help. <laughs> no, she never does. Um, yeah. She got that from her mother. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So we've talked um, about like her record on her choices. Not strong. It's not strong. And after their little fight, Joppy goes running and crying to his mom because that's what he does because he's a little hoe. And he runs and tells his mom. And then since Arya ran away. Well, the other thing, too, is like as soon as like Sansa goes to help him and he's like, bitch, get off me. Like he turns on her, too. Yeah, he turns on her. This is where you get to. This is where you get to see how terrible Tyrion is. I think more than anything, nobody's nobody comes out great, but you get to see sort of how terrible he is. Yes, Johnny. and how useless. And this is Sansa's first chance to demonstrate how completely fucking useless she is too. And she's very useless. And yeah, they you know they they issue you know they go out on a manhunt for Arya trying to find her because she ran off into the woods. They find her, and then we get this big old scene in front of the king. And, you know, Robert's like, it, it, this for Robert, this is just some straight-up bullshit. One, his, his, <laughs> well, because his son, his princely son, uh, got beat up by a girl with a stick, and he was, like, pissed about that. But then his wife is telling him, like, look, he's the prince. You can't have him being attacked by some people. He's like, I don't know what happened. You know, somebody tell me what happened. So Joppy's saying that he got attacked. Arya's saying, no, he didn't get attacked. He was being a bitch. And skip, I think I'm skip when Arya, Harry, and Henderson are her wolf. Say what? When Arya yeah. had the hair, pull of Harry and the Hendersons on her wolf first. Oh, to send him away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just threw a rock at it. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So she... So she's um, abusing animals in this episode. Terrible. Yeah, she's not, there's nothing good about her. But anyway, she... It gets in front of uh, the king. The king's like, yeah, this is, um, I don't care. And um, Sansa has an opportunity to be like, look, you know exactly what happened. Tell the truth. So she comes in at the behest yeah. of the queen. And she's like, well, I, I ain't seen nothing, man. I'm just dig bitches, nigga. I ain't seen if shit. If the day is. <laughs> I ain't seen none. Yeah, she's like, I ain't seen shit. I don't know, man. I ain't seen nothing. Why are y'all bothering me? This is my day job. I don't know. I ain't seen nothing, man. Y'all tripping asking me all these questions. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, that's literally my day job. Everybody. I like when the best part of this is like Ned bowls into the into the king's quarters and just like shoulders past every Targaryen or every uh, Lannister he can find. Yeah, he's like shoulder, shoulder, shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Ned is Where's not my happy. <laughs> no, yeah, it, he's not at all. And and I think there's a portion of Ned at this point in time, knows he's already made a mistake. They're not even oh, yeah. in King's Landing yet. And he's like, that's bullshit. I shouldn't have did this. <laughs> you know? And in a marital tone that, you know, Brother Beavis and I can relate to, it's like, God damn, I have to tell this lady she was right. Fuck. You know? <laughs> I got to tell my wife that she was right yeah. about this. Damn, that ain't going to go over well. I'm going to hear about this shit for the next fucking 
75,000 years. So, yeah, it just doesn't work out very well. And, yeah, so the, the, the king is like, all right, well, what happened? Okay, well, she's saying one thing, and you're saying another. I don't know what the fuck happened, you know, whatever. And the final decision is made, though, because the dire wolf attacked Joffrey that they're going to kill the dire wolf. But it's not the one that, that Arya sent away. Which one was that? That was Nymeria. Nymeria. So okay. they're going to kill Sandy, dire wolf, Lady. Yeah. yeah, she would have a dire wolf named Lady. They're gonna kill her dire wolf because somebody got it. You know, it's, it's somebody got to die. Because Cersei wants blood. Yeah, yeah Cersei wants yeah. blood. That's a theme too. <laughs> and so somebody, somebody bit her baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe the dingo ate your baby. Um, so somebody's got to get hurt, and then they're gonna do. And that's a character that we oh, get introduced wait. to. There's also a wig snatch. I got it on right now. There's a wig snatch. Uh, Aria, when, <laughs> when Sansa says, I didn't see nothing, she gets her wig snatched by Aria. <laughs> I feel like that's important to point out. Yes, wig snatching is very important on this podcast. Um, so, essentially, Ned, we get introduced to a character that is becomes important later, which is, I think is Sir Illin, the executioner. Yeah. Yeah, Illin Payne. I like his name because it sounds like a rapper and shit. Start Illin Payne. It yeah. does kind of sound like that. <laughs> it does, <laughs> man. Yep. And so he's <laughs> got all the best mixtapes in Westeros and shit. So Illin um, <laughs> uh, Payne is the executioner. He can't talk, though, because he's got his tongue cut out. So there, the thought is, like, all right, he's going to go execute the dire wolf, which probably wouldn't have gone well. They probably should have did that scene. Like, when he tried to go do it, and the dire wolf probably would have ate him. No, um, it was Lady, the dire wolf. Lady, um, it, Lady's not ripping throats. Lady's not ripping throats? Not Lady, are, Lady already got turned into a bitch <laughs> in the however long it took to get this thing. Over. No, noted. Well, Lady is not going to make it out of this scene because... Ned, being the man of honor that he is, is going to decide if there's going to be a killing, I'll do it. And Santa goes nuts, like completely, like, why? She didn't do anything. Lady didn't do anything. Why? 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 Which would have also been a perfect opportunity to be like, hey, this is what actually happened. Yeah. But did she do that? No. Nope. No. <clears throat> she doesn't do that. She just lets it happen and cries and, you know, gets sent back to her quarters or whatever. And Ned has to go out and do. Dirty deeds done dirt cheap, and he goes out. And, well, the other thing uh, too is like you know, uh, <laughs> Cersei sort of gives the order, and and mm-hmm. Robert just walks away, and Ned's like, "Hey, is this your order, Mike? Your Grace?" And mm-hmm. Robert doesn't even say anything. He's like, yeah. "Come on, dude. You know, you got a wife. You know, come on, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> Pick your battles, Ned." <laughs> And then, you know, and then he sort of, this sort of echoes the execution from the first episode where he's like, she's from the North. She deserves better. And that's why uh, Ilan, Sir Ellen Payne has to go back to the table, uh, mix up some new beats, you know, yeah. back to the studio. Instead <laughs> back of, to the studio. Yeah. Shutting the studio down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's about five days uh, ago, yeah, by the way. way. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, so he heads out there, and he um, off camera though they do not show it on camera. Uh, you just see him, you know, kind of cozy up to to Lady, 
And it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And then he and kills her. And then at that exact moment, Bran wakes up and cut to black. And that's the end of episode two. Um, you missed like, one. You really, missed one more sprinkling of awfulness. The the hound rides back into town with the butcher boy dead. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he looks terrible. like he. Yeah, there was a line that he gave it to. It's like Ned's like that the butcher yeah. for Ned's like you wrote him down. He's like he ran. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so you yeah. can add that to the list of fucks that the hound has given, and uh, yeah. pretty much still zero. So yeah, yeah, he's yeah. A, yeah, he's a great character. Who gets, you know he'll get some run here a later bit, um, more run than the butcher boy got. Um, yeah, so I mean that's it. Like Brand wakes up, eyes pop open. Uh, when a uh, lady gets killed, becomes important maybe later on, but that is episode two. So what did you think about episode two? Oh, man. Another good episode. I mean, you're, it's, um, this is one of the first episodes where you're um, really embroiled into the shit. I mean, you got sex, you got murder, you got betrayal. It really, I mean, the first one kind of lets you know what was going on. This one really lets you know what was going on what was going to be in store for you. So uh, it really um, embroils you in uh, a lot of shit. And uh, you're probably not going anywhere if you've gone through these two first two episodes. It's a very good episode. Not as much world building in episode two as you start to dig into the characters, Brother B. Yeah, it's, the story is still small enough at this point that um, it's really it really is like the book's come to life on on the screen and it's there is there's so there's they have taken many places and they haven't introduced so many characters that you really get to spend some time and, and it's, it's really amazing to me how much in the little interactions they reveal about each of the individual characters um and yeah. i like the way this uh you know right now the story is sort of bookended with these significant events related to brand you know whereas we yeah. get him you know he falls out the window and he wakes up this time so the pacing is, I mean, there's so much going on, but it's like at this point, this show is like the first 15 plays of Bill Walsh offense. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's like, totally. it's like flawless. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, they, they, they've done a great job, even though you're like, oh, there's not that many characters. It's like, hey, trust me, there's a lot more coming. And I, as, as well as I was at the beginning, of like, hey, this person is this person, this person is that person. It starts to get more difficult, which is a good purpose for this podcast, is that, okay, now you start to see the interconnectedness of the, the people and who they are. And, you know, as the show goes on, you start to lose some characters here and there for varieties of reasons, but you start to the, to build the connectedness, which is like what I think that I did not get the first time I watched it. Like, I did right. not get who was who and what was what and why was why like all that stuff is connected yeah. together and i didn't get any of that the first time i saw it and i'll for it y'all were talking about something on one of our other podcasts about the scene with jamie and or this is a sort of a spoiler jamie and the bear i mm-hmm. never saw that totally slept mm-hmm. through it and i'm like oh cool i know that's coming way later on but I'm like, um, I heard about that, and I think I saw a preview of it sometime. I was like, when did that happen? But I obviously missed that. So this is this is a good, you know, I'm not pumping this podcast, but this is a good chance to literally watch the episode and then come back and listen to this, and you'll be like, oh, okay, and now I see the connections because it can become a little bit overwhelming 
because there's so many more characters and there's so much going on, even though you don't think so. They pack so much into each hour episode that it's very easy to get lost in Westeros. So we just do it with a little bit of comedy attached. All right. Okay. So that's episode two of um, of the podcast and the recapping The King's Road. Uh, like I said, yeah, very good episode. Um, yeah, I, I've already started watching episode three, so I kind of know what's going on a little bit. Um, and so, yeah, episode three is a really good episode as well. Uh, this is this first season is like really, really good. I'm mean, not to say that the other seasons aren't good, but the first season is because it's so fresh and new. It's like wow, you know, every time that you see something, it's a real um, like a revelation. So, all right. So we'll start to wrap this up. We don't have any real side topics for the Game of Thrones podcast. So um, we'll start to wrap this podcast up. Um, remember, you'll be able to find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. Um, I don't think there's any other, any Brothers Comics business. Oh, it's a part of the Brothers Comics uh, network. You can find a lot of different podcasts on this network. Um, Brothers Comics podcast. Um, uh I can't, man. My, I'm so, <laughs> I am so kind of sick. Uh, the Game of Thrones podcast, which you're listening to, the comic book show uh, with these two gentlemen as well. Uh, we did a Who Day Over Forty. If I, yeah, if, uh, you're a fan of the Bengals, the intersection with Malika Salam, um, the Unmasked podcast. Yes, this week in the association with Will Stacks, uh, the Unmasked podcast with C. Talene, the Mister uh, Robot podcast. Uh, so lots of shows on the network. Find the show, get your life. Uh, that's about it. So, as uh, the Westeros and Game of Thrones music starts to take us out, I am the producer of this podcast, and I'm signing off. Uh, Brother Beavis, go ahead and sign off. All right, good riddance to the King's Road. Hey, come on, man. <laughs> nothing good ever happened on it. No, nothing good ever happens on it. Yeah, I, I like it later on when it becomes a much shorter trip. Uh, <laughs> technology improves a lot, apparently, in those seasons. All right, Sandman, sign off. All right, people, we will see you next time. All right. Y'all, everybody, take it easy. Peace. Peace.